Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Leon Fontaine. Leon is senior pastor of Springs Church with locations across Canada. He's also been Miracle Channel's CEO since 2010. Leon's teaching will help you develop your own personal relationship with Jesus and walk in God's promises. You can watch his program, Leon Fontaine, The Spirit Contemporary Life, weekdays on Miracle Channel. And now, Leon Fontaine will teach about what Jesus really did between the cross and the throne. In this message, Leon will show you how to live an overcoming kind of life. Hey everybody, it's good to see you today. I'm so glad that you're watching as we dive into God's Word. God's Word is the absolute life. This life that is in Christ and in His Word is how you can walk through the storms, the fear that is everywhere in this season of life. And so if you'll just listen, maybe take some notes. Some of you just need to listen and absorb the presence of God and the power of God that will help you with this message. And you might need to listen to this message over and over every day because it will just ground you in power and ability to deal with just the anxiety and the fear that is pushing at so many people. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 34, it says, Do not worry or be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will have worries and anxieties of its own. Sufficient for each day is its own trouble. Wow, what an exciting verse. <laughs> but it's amazing when you think of it through the lens of when you're in the middle of a storm or things are being spoken over you. You know, when you listen to the news today, it is speaking things over you. It is declaring uh, the fear of viruses. It's declaring life's never going to be the same. It is showing you arrests and problems. I mean, and as this just comes at you, Christians will sit and listen to television over and over and over again. They'll watch the news. They'll watch all these programs. They want to know what's happening in every city, in every country, in every state, in every province. In it. They just want to know, and, they just, and it just comes in the eye gates and they don't realize that you know years ago no one knew all the news from every little city and every little town and every murder and every arrest and everything and so people are just they're just taking it in and they don't realize the powerful effect that it has on you. That the Bible says if your eye is single, then is your whole body full of light and power and, and joy and peace. But if your eye is dark, it says, how great is that darkness? Now, your eye is your vision. 
And so as you focus on things, you begin to believe and develop a vision that your days ahead are going to be dark, that your days ahead are going to be different. Things are never going to be the same. Everything's going down. Nothing is going to work out. Oh, baloney. Listen to me. The Bible teaches us that according to your faith, so be it done unto you. You need to be careful what you're saying, but a big issue is what is your eye? What is your focus? Because your eye focuses on something, it latches on to, you can latch on to the negative. Maybe you know somebody that it doesn't matter how many good things are going on in your life, they just see the negative. It's always a problem. And you kind of go, could we just enjoy the good things that are going on in our life? before you just start stripping down and showing me all the problems and the negative, you, it is up to you to keep your eye, to keep your focus on what is important. I made decisions a long time ago to be aware of what is going on for sure uh, in our world and a quick look at at you know my local news, my national news, my international news, who do I trust? I don't trust hardly any of them anymore, but to give me a quick look at what is going on so that I'm aware. I know how to pray. I know how to invest, how to plan, etc. I don't want to put my head in the sand at all. But then once I've done that, I don't need to watch 43 versions of it. I don't need to watch because we allow people to prophesy. And what television is doing often in our lives is prophesying into your mind. And if your mind accepts it and goes, oh, oh, it sinks from your mind to your heart and it becomes your heart beliefs. Heart beliefs are what control your life. Renewing the mind and your mind guarding your heart beliefs is crucial. The Bible teaches us in Romans 12, make your body a living sacrifice, renew your mind, and it will be transformed by the word of God. I want to teach you some things in God's word that can anchor you, that can just help you to be strong and to know who you are. So first of all, here's how you handle the plethora of bad news. All right, take a look. Like I said, figure out a way. Who do you trust? Take a look at your local news, national news, international news. Be aware of what's going on around the planet, etc. to pray. And we'll talk about that a little bit. Then get your head out of all these prophets of doom, because that's exactly what's going on. You know, when Goliath was standing up in the valley against David, and he said, I'm going to kill you and feed your body to the birds. And, and David refused to accept his words, and he talked back to the giant. And he said, I am going to. And then he declared what he was going to do. You better be declaring what your life is going to be like in the future. Your family, your kids, your health, your career, your freedoms, the leaders ahead of you. You'd better be declaring that's what prayer is. It is decreeing the promises of God. If you're not making decrees as a king and a priest, then somebody else will be. And your lack of knowledge of how to pray, uh, it's not fighting the devil. He's been dealt with. It's just recognizing your 
your authority, recognizing who you are in Christ, recognizing all these things, and then change what's going on. In this one message today, I'm going to help you change radically into someone that begins to decree, declare your future, begins to decree what you say is going to go on in government, what you say is going to go on in police, in healthcare, what you say is going to go on. Everybody is saying something, and they're putting it on Instagram, and they're putting it on all these social medias, and they're telling it to their friends. And if you become a mouthpiece for the negative prophetic utterances of the enemy coming through people, then you're giving it power. The Church of Jesus Christ needs to know some things. First of all, stop worrying and being anxious about tomorrow. Then it teaches us how to do that. It says tomorrow's going to have worries and anxieties of its own. So when you're there, you'll deal with those ones. But sufficient for each day is its own trouble. Instead of sitting around and talking about the future and how bad it's going to be, what can you build into today? What should you be declaring today? What should you be prophesying today over your own life? What should you be doing to build into your marriage, to build into your family, your generations, to build into into your business, your career? What should you be doing to prepare for the future? And you should be doing this all the time. Why are people so surprised? The Bible says we've always had people and leaders who are anti-Christ. They are anti-freedom. They're anti-liberty. Uh, so who knows what's going on behind the scenes? And, and yes, I'm concerned, and absolutely there's something going on that we need to be aware of. And if truth is going to come forth, we declare that in Jesus' name. But stop. All right, stop this influx and this feeding on the negative. If you've got a chicken little in your relationship, buck, 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 the sky is falling, the sky is falling, uh, and you can't, you know, influence them to begin to declare the works of God, um, you need to separate yourself because it is a spirit of fear, and we don't have a spirit of fear, and I'm not letting a spirit of fear come in to me, my marriage, my home, my family, my church, the things we're called to do, the television stations, the, the schools, our future, not a chance. Now let's dive in and recognize, first of all, Jesus is saying, don't be worried and anxious about tomorrow. So a really quick version of this is, you know what? is do what you can when you're aware of storms, when you're aware of situations, when you look ahead at the future and you see there's going to be problems either way for the world and for the economy or whatever you think. Prepare, okay? Do what you can. Uh, contact your government. Vote. Uh, you know, get involved. Do some things each day. Treat each day as what can I do today? And then what you can't handle, what's outside of your sphere of influence right now, pray. Decree the word of God. Trust God. And that prayer does two things. As you pray properly, it not only begins to change and affect the things that are going on out there, but it brings a rock-solid peace and an amazing joy into you. And if the church of Jesus Christ would do that from church to church, denomination to denomination, city to city, village to village, town to town, I mean state to state, province to province, country to country, if the church of Jesus Christ, all of us would begin to declare and decree that the life of God flows in me and my family, that I pray for leaders, and if they are for freedom and liberty, if they are for the things of God and the church of God, then Father, guide them, lead them, bring them. But if they're not Move them and we declare that we have leaders after your own heart. They're going to help advance our kingdom and bring the cause of Christ to the forefront. Like, I pray this every day. You need to be declaring that. Every person around the planet.
planet needs to be declaring, decreeing. A decree is um, something that you really begin to recognize. I'm a king. When kings are over kingdoms, when they decree something, it's a law. It's a decree. Now, this change is coming into place, and that decree is every believer needs to be decreeing what they want in their country, their leaders, their cities, their organizations, health care, uh, business leaders, etc. And as we begin to declare uh, the voice and the prayer of the saints is far more powerful than any of the behind the scenes or whatever's going on from viruses to uh, you know elite leaders planning things to socialism's push against democracy and all the things that so many people are looking at and concerned about. All right, so let's remember that, that we've got to decree. Now, in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1 to 6, I want to read you a verse and I want to talk to you about something that goes on in the epistles. Once Jesus dies and he rises again, the Bible says that you and I are in Christ and that this in Christ is our legal position in the universe, our legal position on this planet, our legal position when it comes to spirit forces, the enemy, etc. We are in Christ. We are in him. And when you begin to recognize that, something rises up in you. So let's take a look at a couple verses that I want you to begin to read out loud all the time. Ephesians 2, 1 says, And you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit of who now works in the sons of disobedience. Now, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, anger, because of his great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in trespasses. When we came to Christ, it says he made us alive together with Christ. By grace you've been saved and raised us up together, made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. All right. Stunning revelation here in Ephesians chapter 2, uh, that's verses 1 to 6, that so many miss. First of all, he made you alive. Now, when we talk about life, we're talking about God's life. He didn't make you alive with the nature of death that is here. He didn't make you alive with, with, you know, the Bible teaches us that the prince of the power of the air and of this kingdom of darkness down there is the devil. And he leads people to be, you know, to come against freedom, to come against great government, to come against you. Uh, there is a plan on this planet. There is a devil. And if you understand the Bible, you know he wants to destroy the church. And Jesus said the gates of hell won't come against the church or be able to stop it. So let's talk about you now, because if you've given your life to Christ, he made you alive. Alive, and he made you alive with Christ. It says here, by grace you've been saved. Grace, that means it's a favor. Grace is an unearned favor that comes to you. And it says, and it's raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ. All right, this is 
a really powerful term that Jesus, when he arose from the dead, he spent some time on the planet, and then he arose up into heaven, and he is seated at the right hand of the Father. Seated means done. He's finished. He's finished all of the work, and he is seated. Now, seated in authority, seated in power. He said, all power and authorities given to me. And you and I are made alive by that power, and we are in him. This is a legal position. Your power is not about what you can generate or how good you can be. The amount of power and ability and peace and joy that is yours is because of what Jesus did. And when you begin to see that, read your Bibles again and, and maybe read through the, the epistles and, and, and the New Testament and just dive into God's word and recognize who you are, what you are, and what you can do in Christ. Now, not only are you and I in him, we are in Christ, which is legal authority. We have the authority to use the name of Jesus. We have authority over everything demonic from the highest level of demon to the lowest. And don't listen to all the crazy teachings out there that teach you got to pray a form of intercessory prayer. And I believe in intercessory prayer, but it's those who do it incorrectly, they believe in the power of the enemy so much that rather than decree in faith what is, they're sitting there thinking they're fighting the devil, always fighting the devil, and they get it nowhere. Uh, I saw this startup, you know, probably about 35 years ago. There was this big push for all kinds of crazy praying. And uh, you think, what in the world? And it never was effective. Uh, and I've watched it over the years as a pastor. And as I've learned how to pray and teach our congregations how to pray, we've seen souls won and incredible stuff taken. And we believe there's even more ahead of us. So we are in Christ. That is the legal position that you have because of Jesus. When you believe on him. Okay, now also, not only are um, we in Christ, but Christ is in us. Here in the Bible, in Ephesians 1.19, it says, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? Not to every just person every because they're a Christian. No, to us who believe, and it's according to the working of his mighty power, Jesus, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. This is the legal position that we have. We are in Christ. Now, let me show you the other side of this, because not only are you in Christ, this is a legal issue, rise up and know your rights and privileges, but it also teaches us that Christ is in us. Listen, and I can go through so many verses. Let me grab you a couple. In Galatians 2.20, it says, I, you too, if you gave your life to Christ, I have been crucified with Christ. When he died on the cross, I was with him. When he died for my sins, I was in him. When he went into hell and, and he took the price and paid, I was with him. When he arose again with a new life, I was with him. When he went to seat at the right hand of the Father, I was with him. I was in him. He was representing me. I was in him. But here it says, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it is Christ lives in me. Not only am I in 
him from, a, from the legal, everything that Jesus did is a legal issue. In the courts of the universe, the devil understands authority, what his rights and his privileges are, what are the rights and privileges of angels, what's the rights and the privileges of God, you, a human being. There is a lot to do with authority. Well, not only have we been crucified with Christ, it's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in this flesh body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I don't live by faith in my willpower. I don't live by faith in my strength. I don't live by faith in my acumen. I don't live by faith in what I can do. I don't live by faith in I'm going to be strong and be a man, man up. No! All of that will fail at some point for you. I live by faith in the Son of God. When I place my faith in Jesus, there is this release of the peace, the joy, the power of God. When you look at the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's not outside physical things. It is righteousness. It is this complete feeling of I'm right with God because of Jesus. There's no more condemnation and guilt plaguing me. My mind is renewed. My heart is free. I can rise up and when I see a storm coming, I begin to declare the word of God, decree the word of God. I don't have to go, did I do everything right? Should I spend some time fasting? Should I spend some time praying uh, as far as I've got to earn it? Uh, am I good enough for God to do? No, no, no. You've got to begin to recognize that it's Jesus that qualified you. It is Jesus that gave you the gift of righteousness in Romans 5, 17. And as you begin to see that, then you begin to go, I live by faith in the Son of God. Because he, he, he loved me and he gave himself for me. Now, this, these portions of scripture that I'm sharing with you today, you literally need to read them out loud. God dealt with me a long time ago to stop reading to myself. Stop closing your mouth and reading. Your mind is unique while you're reading the Bible. Your mind can be wondering about where your wife is, what your husband's doing, and your, your list of what you should be doing later, and the problems you've got, the issues that are going on. And so I find that reading out loud is powerful and crucial. You ought to try it. Take the verses I've given you, read them out loud all week this week over yourself. In Philippians 2.13, it says, For it is God which works in you. What? God is at work in you. Well, what would he be doing? Would he be bringing fear? Would he be bringing sickness? Would he be bringing emotional disturbances, fear, anxiety? When God's at work in me? Are you kidding me? If God's at work in me, here's what he's doing. It says, for it is God at work in you, both to will and to do his good pleasure. Did you know that you are empowered to, to desire the things of God? Even when it comes to addictions and sin and the things that have so easily taken you out before, as you spend time in God's word and get to know Jesus, you begin to desire the things of God. That's what makes his life so amazingly easy. And it says, you not only, he says he's working in you to will and to do his good pleasure. There's something about the presence of God on the inside of you that wants to bring the good pleasure of God out. Did you know that God wants to manifest his life in your life? That's what all the promises of God are about. Healing in your body to the place where he says he wants youth renewed like the eagles. He wants to bring peace, a 
peace that passes understanding. He's working in you a joy that's unspeakable, full of glory. It's your strength. He wants to work in you, his presence and the protection of God that flows out of you believing. Angels are encamped around about you, released by the spoken word of God. Oh man, God is working on the inside of you. Unless you begin to feed on all the prophecies of the news anchors. You begin to feed in all the prophecies of so-called experts in science and doctors and everyone else. I have news for you. I know the one who created the laws of science. I know the one who created your physical body, who created all that is on this planet. He's the king of all kings. He is the king of all sciences. He's the king of everything out there. And we need to begin to believe and do what he says. He said, believe in him. He says, have a relationship with Jesus and speak the word of God. Decree what is going on. Well, I'll continue, and and I'm always going to bring life-giving messages to you that show you who you are, what you are, what you can do, who God is, who the devil really is. We need to understand the identities uh, according to the New Testament and the world that we live in so we can rise up and be more than conquerors. That's what he wants you to conquer sickness, conquer disease. As the church, we need to conquer what the enemy's trying to do, what viruses are trying to do, what people are trying to do, uh, and get up and decree what it is that we desire. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more great messages from inspiring teachers like Leon Fontaine. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. So subscribe, rate, review, and share. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.